Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? I hope you said good. Well, we're halfway to Friday, and I'm excited about that. So far, it's been a long week. Anyway, welcome. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal, excuse me, Paranormal Investigation Team, based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state. That means that if you have a paranormal need, we can get to you. It might take us a bit. You know, because when people think of California, right, you think like Hawaii. Beaches. Yeah, we've got beaches, but we've also got deserts, high desert, mountains, lots of farmland. So that's what I mean by it may take a day, a day or two for us to get to you, but we can get to you. In the meantime, we do have people that can call you, mediums uh, on staff who can call you, and in most cases calm down what's going on until we can get out there. Okay? So don't fret. If you're watching from Facebook today, Please be sure to uh, follow if you haven't done so already, if you like what you see. Um, also, uh, give me some thumbs up, give me some hearts, give, give me some smiles, and comment. Because when you do that, it puts us higher in the FYP, which means that more people get to see us. Same thing with YouTube. If you like what you see in here today, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. We're looking for subscribers. And again, thumbs up, happy faces, all that good stuff, comments. Because that puts us higher in the FYP at YouTube as well. So other, a lot of people see us. Because that's what we want, right? We want to get out there to the public and, and be seen. Be seen and heard. So, uh, today we are airing on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Twitch, and I think Twitter. So we're airing everywhere. You want to find California Haunts? Check out Facebook uh, under all the California Haunts topics. California Haunts Radio will come up. You can find me over at Instagram under Gal. You can find us on Twitter under California Haunts. Hello, Judith. You can find us over at uh, TikTok under California Haunts, and we're over on Twitch at Cal Haunts. Quick, quick couple announcements. Saturday, I am teaching a psychic development class one, and that's the first basic step to harnessing your psychic abilities. Believe me, even Nancy can tell you this. A lot of people think they have abilities. A lot of people probably already do have abilities, but. They start opening and closing that door, and the next thing you know, not everything nice is coming through. So what I teach you in this class is I teach you how to open and close that door so you can control that. Plus, I teach you how to do an out-of-body traveling, astral travel, to go to your spirit library, you know, your spirit guides, your spirit animal. So you get to meet all that during this as well. And we also work on other things. You know, I have exercises in the class to see just where your abilities lie. You might be more clairvoyant. You might be more you know, something else. And so I have certain exercises during the class that will highlight that. You know, give you an idea of, of, of where, where your focus is. Right? But there are, you know, there are mediums like Nancy and, and Bender that, that, and, that can do it all. They, they can handle everything. But generally a psychic, you know, usually it's one, it's one or two things. But I can teach you and go over that with you. 
Give me a second. It always does this at the beginning of each show. Let me get back in. Okay, we're back. For some reason, it's been doing that at the beginning of each show. I don't know why. But that's okay. We're good. It's just funny when I suddenly slow down and I'm like a robot and nothing's moving. My, my, my lips aren't shining. Sunday, um, I'm looking for uh, team members. I have five more spots open on my team. And I have a certain class that everybody must go through before they get cho- before they get chosen for the team. And, and this is the class. So Sunday, I'm teaching that. Okay, so Saturday is the second development class. Sunday is, is uh, the recruitment class for my team. So if you're interested in joining one of Northern California's uh, best paranormal teams, that's the class to start in because I even teach my regular team members this stuff. So you're going to be learning the same thing my, 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 my moldy oldie team members learn. And that will be Saturday. So if you're interested in any of that, visit the California, just type in California Haunts Meetup or California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. It will take you to our meetup page. Sign up for Meetup if you haven't already, and then go to events, and then both those classes are there, and you can choose whichever one you want. Because uh, the seats are starting to fill up now, and uh, I just want to, you know, give you guys every chance to get involved in these classes. And I, you know, with the second development one especially, you'll, I, you'll, you'll be very pleased because you'll start out kind of, kind of low with, with, with what you're reading, but by the end of the class, you'll see an improvement. Okay. That being said, today was a weird day because I, I did a uh, pre-record, which is going to be over at the uh, Patreon page tomorrow uh, until Monday, and then Monday I'm going to release the show. But I did a pre-record this afternoon, and while I was doing my pre-record, tonight's guest uh, emailed me saying she was ill. So I got done with that, and I sat here pondering, you know, did I take the night off and just run the pre-record, or... See if I can get somebody in, and Nancy volunteered to do tonight's show as well. So I'm real excited about that. So here we are live, and uh, we're going to be talking about UFOs and uh, cryptids and all kinds of stuff, because we're going to be talking about um, Skinwalker Ranch, we're going to be talking about wormholes, we're going to be talking about underground tunneling, things like that. That's what we're going to be chatting about tonight. So I apologize if you guys came in here thinking, you know, we were going to... I got the word out mostly on Facebook and, and, and YouTube about the change. I don't think I did it for Meetup. So I apologize if you're if, if anybody from Meetup is over here and wondering what the hell's going on. But that, that's it, you know. Okay, let me get Nancy. Uh, we can get this thing started. And it should be a fun show. It's always a fun show when Nancy comes on. And remember, it's not Friday. It's Wednesday. Nancy will be back on Casual Friday. This is not Casual Friday. Today is Casual Wednesday. All right, here we go. Is that my new title? Is ca- is casual? <laughs> if there's an opening, let's get Nancy and be a casual night, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it is. It feels like a holiday, you know. It's like yes, you work Monday to Friday, you get Saturday off. Oh, someone wants you to do something. It's like oh, let's do that. That sounds like fun. This is very timing, timely because I am addicted i don't i've been telling people i don't watch much tv if i'm lucky to watch any series it's like 10 years after it's been on (laughs) my husband got me started watching uh, skinwalker ranch and last night i tell you i just i wish i kept it you know like you could watch it again so i'm gonna have to find it when it's a year too old it was fabulous it was the end of a season so they kind of did a lot of highlighting and uh i just loved it so anyway last week 
we cover Friday, we covered my introduction to UFO. Why would you be interested in this? I'm a psychic medium. Uh, UFOs kind of was out of my interest. Like I needed one more thing to get interested in. And while I was teaching in Sierra Vista, moved to um, Tucson and the subdivision that had been developed brand new, uh, we selected a house. Uh, we moved uh, to Nevada for nine months while we were being born. <laughs> Got there and they had developed the street one over, not the next one, but the one over until uh, four-way lane <laughs> thoroughfare. <laughs> so my husband says, let's move. Let's, and I go, well, I <laughs> found this wonderful place called Sierra Vista. And that's where I worked with Tombstone at Tombstone, Arizona for a whole year. And I met Professor Gary Swartz, who double-blind tested me for my mediumship skills. And he's involved with the soul phone. So anybody wants to look him up, nancymats.com, I actually had the page where he wrote me up covering all the other psychic mediums. So I kind of earned my stripes working at Tombstone. And that was where, and for the learning exchange, I was teaching a lot of classes. And we moved back to Tombstone. I, my husband and I got involved with, the, uh, unfortunately, um, when Lehman Brothers crashed and burned, half of the nation went crashed and burned. So I definitely know what what people went through. And we had to move back to Tucson to the house that we had been renting out. And on the way, um, I have this cute yellow, I did have a cute yellow Volkswagen, ended up giving it to my granddaughter, um, yellow Volkswagen with the headsets in the back out. And I put a bunch of flowers, uh, daisies. And one night coming home, and my husband would never have asked me, oh, you're late. <clears throat> By the way, these are allergies season. Sorry, it's so dry here. Um, my voice. And he wouldn't have, if I'd been late, he wouldn't have noticed because I was teaching classes and it's kind of like a, like I was the only thing in town that people <laughs> interested. Like, oh, let's go to Nancy's class and 40 people would show up. So it could go two and three hours. And so coming home, um, a bright light came on my Volkswagen. And I went, ah, uh, you know, like rolled down the window, no noise. I went, oh, rolled it back up and headed home. I sped up. I didn't slow down. You know, I didn't give them a chance to stop me. And never, my car never stopped. So I don't know how high that happened. But that sparked me into the UFO. And then in, uh, we had a hot tub. So when we moved back to Vail, we had this big hot tub. And one night, we had this tremendous light go overhead. And it wasn't March 13th of 97. This was um, 08. And my, we both looked at each other. What, we're in this hot tub, right? <laughs> and we looked at each other and go, oh, what was that, right? Like, we never looked into it. It wasn't like the interest because the economy was crashing around us. <laughs> and we took our, our piece when we could get it. This hot tub was one. We just let it happen. Uh, before we moved back, um, I did find some paperwork I wanted to share. Um, for those of you, because of the interest in uh, Skinwalker Ranch and the UFOs, I'm going to cover a few things. I did join MUFON, and I would encourage people um, to look into their local MUFON um, group, if you want, because it's the new interesting thing. And I, even last week, Larry and I, we, I think it was, did it happen I did, it did not happen Friday, right? It was Saturday that I called you. Saturday or right. Sunday? Sunday morning? Yeah, Sunday morning. Sunday morning, Sunday, uh, Saturday late. Um, my husband went outside to see if the weather was cool enough. And this is so timely that we're on. It's almost like gives me chills. 
my husband was outside. All of a sudden, he runs in. He goes, Nancy, Nancy, come outside. And of course, what am I thinking? The cat got loose. One of them is always trying to run away. <laughs> and I ran out. And he points up. Right above us is this great big gold ball. Um, actually, I couldn't see the shape of it. It was so luminous that it, it struck me as, what that? And Larry said, it's a UFO. And I go, nah. And of course, I didn't have my glasses on, didn't have my phone, run into the house. And then I went out into the front yard. Now we're up on a hill, the valley's open. And then I took what picture I could of it leaving. And all of a sudden it was gone, just boom, gone. So what happened to it? And I took it and I did report it. And there is actually a UFO reporting uh, station up there in Washington. I'm not positive. You'd have to Google it because I didn't pull up a paper. And I think that once you put your mind that this is real, then I think all kinds of things open up to you. I see TV shows. I'm seeing magazine articles. Um, I love to read. So I'm finding all kinds of articles in online. It's just like what do I do for a living. My, my husband, he's seen um, when we lived in Hornbrook, north and east of Wairika, he went to town and one time and he comes back he goes I had the strangest experience I go what <laughs> of course I'm gonna ask he says well, I was coming down the hill and there was three cars parked to my left and I go really okay that's okay tell me the rest of the story and they were all pointing up and when I looked up there was this great big cylinder traveling from my right hand which have been uh, west going across the valley and I have to speak to really loved it up there the open Shar lived up there too um, we come down our mountain and the valley would open up and it was like oh my gosh the most beautiful scenery and halfway between where we lived and the bottom of the hill is where this happened to go bottom hill to the right was where Shar lived and it just takes your breath away and Larry was telling about it. I had this vision of this great big, and he said it was as big as a football field. Wow. And how high was it? He says, well, I could see <laughs> the windows. And the first thing that popped in my head was tourist. And he says, oh, I wish you hadn't told me that. I go, <laughs> either I'm making it up because it sounds good, or they were because I have a tendency to pick up on stuff. I talk to anybody and they, they, they'll say, did you know you were giving me advice or reading this? I go, no. You know, it's part of my, like, Char, I'll talk to her and give her <laughs> things that happened. And six months later, it does. And um, I, whether I know or not, uh, the big event in uh, March 13th of 97, uh, where my son had just moved for his first job in San Diego. Uh, no, in uh, Washington State. Um, he moved just before that. And I wish he'd seen it because he's in the space program. But I had never seen anything. So Larry says to me, you saw your first UFO. I go, wow, how did I know? How do I know it's really that? Well, I can assume there's no noise. It was solid. Um, there was no lights, no blinking, no other colors, just a golden yellow bow. And it's like, I, I'm not sure how to put it in my brain, but yet I've had experiences, yet this is, visual versus I don't remember everything other than it seemed like a dream. It's like a near-death experience. I had something like for five minutes when I was a kid and this sweet lady said, you can't come with me. And I said, well, why would I want to, like I'm 
barely seven years old. And my mother had given me an aspirin and I bled out in bed. And it's a long story. I was in the hospital for a while. Anyway, um, in some ways these things happen, but it's no big deal. I go, well, who's going to be interested in this little story about a seven-year-old being ill, you know, and seeing this sweet lady. And she says, you can't come with me. You have to be for them. And I, you know, I think it's my grandchildren. But at the same time, these events happen and you put it in your brain. You go, okay, I've seen this now. But with the onslaught of all the activity, everybody out there, you need to start looking up. We don't look up, everybody. You got to look up once in a while. And it just happened that Larry went outside and looked up to see what the weather was. And he was absolutely flabbergasted. And he comes in just like a kid, Nancy, Nancy. So I did report it, which is important. Um, and it was going north to south. Uh, no, west to east. Um, big blue big yellow gold color so the ufo a monitoring system move on i would absolutely i don't know if i uh from jessica kaiser uh in sierra vista but this is dated 05 <laughs> i'm not sure she's in the business anymore but it was a really nice group of people and makes me want to look at this area what do they have move on here and i've told char about six months ago i says i don't know why i want to keep telling you to get into ufo I think it's going to become really popular. Duh. <laughs> Disclosure, big deal. And I think eventually, once um, life calms down for me and Char, wouldn't it be fun to do a night out once in a while just because we want to? Mm -hmm. And up in this direction, there is very, it's too far for Char, but in this direction, um, Oroville, overlooking the lake, there's very little, um, I'm not positive, there's no, where I am, it's Oroville East. I'm out in the country. And there's very little light disturbances. Like in town, you have all the all the big lights. And I think that is really, really neat. Uh, very early in the career, there's a lot I want to cover with you, so I'm talking quick. There, in early in my career, I, I was happened to meet Dr. Richard Boyland. And I uh, he talked to me about three times or four. And the experiences he talks about was with my help. I have a tendency, uh, if someone's really out of control or, or afraid or not knowing if they want to talk about something, I have a tendency to envelop them with my life force. I call it a wave feeling of like this. And he was able to ex re-experience something. And that's when he wrote me up on UFO magazine. It was a long time ago, everybody, 92, 93. But I would like you, if you want to watch some interviews of him, do yourself a favor and um, Google Richard Boylan, B-O-Y-L-A-N. And he uh, is involved with Star Child, a um, lot of different programs trying to talk about. He's been involved with a lot of, since 92, 93. He, um, I should have written down more, I apologize. But he's one of the leading speakers in that environment, other than uh, Skinwalker Ranch, and some of the ancient aliens, he was one of the first people to get involved. And um, I really like the man. Um, I think he moved from Placerville now into Bay Area. But I was watching some of his interviews today and thinking, I, I need to touch base with people. We're all getting older, you know. And uh, I just didn't have the chance to do it. If, if he were um, up to it, sometime in the future, I'll have him come on and be on the show with Char. But it's one of those... Look him up, uh, Richard Boylan, 
Dr. Richard Boylan. I think his middle initial is J. Shar? He was on he was on the blog talk show the first year I, I did radio. I had him on. Did you really? You were also on. Uh, well, we were We were probably connected better than we are now. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's been a pretty regular guest on Coast to Coast. Uh, I looked him up today, but it's been about 10 years since he'd been on last. Prior to that, he was on quite a bit. Uh, he really involved with children um, who are Dr.D.'s uh, star children, the special ones being brought forth now to help us into the next phase of our humanity. Very interesting man. I really kind of like the man, but we which lose is how connected. I met, now, which is how I met the two sisters. The two star uh, children. Yes, yes. In fact, they were on, uh, you know, I don't see them very often anymore, but if you go back through like the old ancient alien shows, they, they okay. crop up on two or three of those. The sisters do. Do they? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of shows that have the UFO, but people weren't paying attention. I got so busy in my own work and I was doing a lot of traveling, uh, you know, doing a lot of stuff that that was second and third of my interest. But mm -hmm. I've been in it so long as, as Larry would say to me, in fact, he, um, he's very perceptive. He can't be married to me for 21, 22, whatever it is <laughs> without becoming more sensitive to spirit. <clears throat> and so, but I see spirits and I can describe people. And he says, oh, I would love to be able to do that. And I say to him, I said, but, but you've seen three UFOs. Please don't. <laughs> it's funny we're never satisfied. <clears throat> and I apologize again for the voice, everybody. It's funny when you talk about not hearing any sound. And I remember going home. Yeah. Because I used to have an office in West Sacramento. Uh-huh. people that don't know, <clears throat> Sacramento and West Sacramento are divided by, by the Sacramento River. And so there's a couple of bridges that you have to cross to get back into down, downtown. So I was coming across, not the I Street Bridge, but uh, which mm. way, just <clears throat> the, I was coming across the, the, the Golden Gate, I, theory, whatever that's called. You know that bridge. The Golden the Archways bridge. into Old Sacramento or West yeah, Sacramento? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I was coming back across there to come back into Sacramento. This is like around probably 2 or 3.30 in the morning. Uh -huh. And I something caught my eye up above me in the clouds above the city. And you could see this craft. But what struck me about it was that it I shot it. Because <laughs> it was cloudy that night. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. instead of, it wasn't a helicopter. My, my dad raised me on like looking at military copters. And it was, because my dad was, a, was an aviation nut. So, you know, I know what all that is. And I thought, that's a weird looking craft. And then all of a sudden, it shot straight up through the clouds. Oh. Not only did it shoot straight up, it, it lit the clouds up as it went. I love it. But there was no sound. Because I know because I, I had the windows cracked in my car because it was, you know, spring night. There was no sound at all when it went up. I mean, any, any of our things that did that would make a sound, you know, going up. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've seen some weird stuff. Because I used to have to drive to Woodland, too, every day or at night, you know, for work. And I would see stuff off, off the, like, like, like you're talking about, like, like yeah. Larry's talking about, that kind of craft off the side of the freeway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, like any that. anytime you have, I like, I don't watch a lot of TV because I like YouTube and I like commentaries and anything that's recorded like Richard Boylan. I listened to him today mm -hmm. um, being interviewed. And if you type in on YouTube UFO videos, you're going to be swamped with them. It's just amazing mm -hmm. how many times people see these. And we're so quiet here in the United States, which leads me up to... 
<laughs> Skinwalker Ranch. And I am just overwhelmed by the evidence that's been building up to, my cats, building up to last night's just, uh, I'm, I'm dumbstruck and it's, it's very exciting. Along with uh, the, the crew that are giving of their life to pursue the truth of this place, um, I am just overwhelmed. Um, I'm trying to get to a place where I can see the names um, by how brave they are. And I asked, you know, I talked to you, I talked to a friend, I talked to my husband. How come the government hasn't come in and shut this down, this show? Well, when Bigelow owned the ranch, it was quiet and he was investigating. When Brandon Fugel, F-U-G-A-L, got involved, he went right to the history station. He says, listen, I just bought this ranch. It was investigated before me. I think we have something here. Let's make a big splash. And I think he knew he was going to get some results. And then he brought on board a fellow named Travis Taylor, doctor. And this fellow has too many PhDs for me to list because it's not here, but I wouldn't remember anyway. <clears throat> and uh, you get on where it's like, for me, people say, oh, I don't believe that you can see these people. Now, you know, just say, well, your father's standing right next to you, which I've done. And people faint. <laughs> and I make nothing of it. It's like, but you do this? And I go, eh. You know, it's like 33 years of doing this. It's like no big deal anymore. <laughs> and people work with UFOs. It's no, you know, it's part of what they are about. Well, Travis, being the physics and physicist and studying all the things that make sense to us, saying, and a lot of good scientists come on and say, well, they can't travel here because physics doesn't warrant it. Uh, pardon me. They discovered a possible wormhole right over Skinwalker Ranch. Hello. I, I would love for the Skinwalker Ranch peoples to invite SETI on or some of the, and I love Neil, the, the um, astronomer that Neil, they, what's his last name? I forgot his last name. I've just made a fool of myself. Yeah. I love these guys. I mean, they're so, they just intrigue me with their knowledge and how, but yet these people, we, we have UFOs right here. And they said it was impossible. Well, if you think about what I do for a living, Nancy, it's not possible. Well, mm -hmm. one of these days, Char should play that show where I talked to 13 people of the dead relatives standing right next to them. Of course, I can't see them. I can't. I, they're in every state, plus Pennsylvania, you had 13, 14 dead men standing around his house. Why? That's not possible. Well, why isn't this possible? If you're going to talk about Nancy not being right, <laughs> what, what are you, Nancy? I, I don't know. I just do what I do. I was born this way. So those people that are getting a good introduction, and there's a couple of people I want to bring up before we get into what else was shown. And please, if you can find the show, it's now end of season. They're going to play these over, get them, record them, watch them. I really I get so excited. So Brandon is a fellow that owns the place, Travis Taylor. Brandon brought his brother on board to be the helicopter pilot, and they've done some... And yet they have all these other fellows. I have Bryant, Thomas, Jim, and uh, the Lewis couple. But Eric, B-A-R-D, he and Travis really got my attention. I, I don't know if people know this, but I'm a geeky. I love, Char and I talk computer programs and apps and things. Over the years, oh my gosh, I was building uh, the, my first um, website. It was a 9596 with WordStar. I was a pro, the beginning programmer with WordStar 
in engineering in 84, 85, 86. So I go way back and it really sparked my interest. <clears throat> I've done all kinds of computer editing. What eventually everybody, if you want future, go and subscribe to my channel, which is Nancy Matt's Psychic. Be sure it's me. I'll have pictures up there. Because I'll be editing and taking clips out of old readings. It's something I really want to do. It's fun. Well, guess what? Eric is is my hero. He has a, a room inside the building while they're outside doing all these experiments. He's inside and he's going to monitor. He's got monitors bigger than my husband's 65-inch TV <laughs> and all the gadgets, all the things going on. Well, someone came and this picture is not shown here. He, he's a very young techie guy and he says, well, I have a way of monitoring. This is what really got me. I love this. Of monitoring the ground above and below for abnormalities. And he says it, it's uh, radar penetrating equipment. Uh, nice. And when he let it, I know it, I can't stand this, right? And so he did it and everybody's watching. Oh, that looks fun, you know. And Eric said something, I can't wait to get the results of this. Everybody went, wow. So the young man, he looks very young. Uh, took it back and he and his team evaluated the information. Come to find out there's a lot of abnormality and things that shouldn't be there. Like underground, there's a network of tunnels and open areas. And each, if you see the show from last night, you've got to look at it. And what they do is if there's a hollow place in the earth, in, in the earth, then it showed different colors depending on the different sizes. And they were showing a tunnel network under the ground on that, what the area that they've been concentrating on, because above that is where they feel is um, <clears throat> the wormhole, were these big cavernous areas. And each bubble was 60 feet across. My, you know, walk from one end of my house to the other, right? Just, mm -hmm. it's just amazing to think how big that is. That's a circular area. Um, mm -hmm. Dr. Boylan asked me about that, and I described hollow areas and mountains where UFOs were kept. But recently, maybe a year back, someone else asked me, and I saw a hollow out area, really shiny, really clean, where they were keeping and storing UFOs. And all I could see was, was underground. Um, There's actually a network of storage areas with the government keeping uh, old records. It's climate controlled underground, um, food storage, uh, seed storage in Arctic underground. This is the same feeling I got, is that they're storing these things. And my mind's eye, I saw four right in a row. So whether there's only four or more, that's all I was able to see. And I think these underground cavities kind of look like a worm, kind of like swirling around, lips swirling around. <laughs> What are they doing and how old are they? Is that something that we can do? No, not at all. We cannot do this. And I was talking to Shar and somebody else and my husband. And I said, how old do you think it is? And Larry said, ancient. They've been here all this time. Absolutely. Hello. And they had drills out there. And these drills with the most sophisticated big butter, big drills <laughs> going in and hitting this metal. And they couldn't penetrate it. They could not get a piece of it, yet they came up with little pieces of metal um, where someone had blown up mountain and pulled in dirt. So they were finding 
Oh, I'm starting to lose. Can you hang in there? Everybody's watching TV, I guess. So I'm losing your. Yeah, hang in here. Everybody stay with us. I got so excited. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I'll put you back. Okay. In my. Did my better? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I kind of worried I was going to get knocked off really quick. Um, some of the amusement I get uh, is Dr. Travis Taylor. <clears throat> because you go into something like the people talk to me about for the first time. Um, people who want readings. And I love it. I love it. So I have a lot of more women than me, probably 80% women. And uh, this one military couple. Um, it's a long story, but he's very high in the, was, they've retired, very high in the government, uh, military. And she had been talking to me for like 15, 20 years. I, I don't know. Um, the, the children are pretty young. They're all adults that moved away and married, so it's been a long time. And she's, she didn't want to tell her husband that she was talking to me. And then when things involved him, now he's my, now he calls me. <laughs> Like, what are you? What are, what are, what are, and it's like a brand new awakening. And so this is how I feel about this show. It's helping the American peoples awaken. And I, I appreciate now everybody gets the station. So DirecTV for me would be 269. Yet I can't even remember what station it is. And if you Google it, you're going to find it. So history.com slash shows slash the dash secret dash of dash skinwalker ranch so history.com it's this history station nice to meet oh, you sorry sorry someone trying to help us with our station yeah. here yeah, yeah anyway yeah. um <laughs> it's like the military man who was married to the military these are both um uh ranking people uh, not, I mean, uh, officers. And so she um, had been talking to me for a while. And then when her husband got into it, he didn't believe. And I was describing the house as they would remodel it. It's just on and on and on. So then he started believing. And it was like, and I could see his eyes go, wow. The same thing as I get from Travis. Like, are you kidding me? This can't be real. It is. It is. And when he first started seeing the UFO um TikTok shapes. Well, in this last episode last night, they were showing film of the prior week where the helicopter brother, the brother of Brandon, was flying a helicopter. And they just happened to have a camera underneath the helicopter. And there was an orb coming toward them to their left, a little bit to the left. And it entered the mountain, just flew right in the mountain. And as they were before they flew over that entry point, it came out the other side of the mountain. And so mm -hmm. the land meant nothing to them. They were able to transverse completely without even slowing down the, the dirt, the rocks. And it just, uh, Travis couldn't hardly stand it. <laughs> and then when we talked about the balloon with the, um, uh, the equipment, the young man who pointed out that tunneling underneath the, the the mounds of I forgot what it's called uh, everybody help me out here I'm not looking at the chat room uh, but anyway um, these mounds of dirt on this plateau that we're concentrating on 
it's like, gosh darn, there's something in there. Gosh darn, we got a wormhole. Look at the, uh, so the young man that took the tech information and pointed out the underground tunneling also pointed out the irregularly, uh, irregular flow of energy going up. So as with the rocket going up, it should go straight up. Mm -hmm. But the recording system wouldn't allow that. It was allowing it to go because the energy on the other side where the rocket went up was moving. It was not still. And in some ways, the action that was happening, according to Travis, was that of a wormhole. And if that's possible, I don't know if you've seen that show, but there's one after this Skinwalker beyond Skidwalker Ranch and it has now gone to two other ranches and find the same results so open areas um, north of, well why not Mojave Desert why not uh, Las Vegas why not um, you know somewhere else why not all over the planet We why not have wormholes everywhere we just don't see them nor would we be a place where there would be. How are they created and how, excuse me, how long have they been there? I told you everybody that um, I had an experience. I thought it was a dream because I don't like to be the one that has everything happen to them. But my experience is so minor, so little, I didn't bring it up. But I was telling Char that I had a dream, or I thought I did, um, of meeting an alien and the first comment I remember thinking as I saw his body because he had a, like a wetsuit on, like a, a deep, a, someone going to the ocean, but it was frosted mm -hmm. blue, pink, shiny, luminescent. It was kind of like an ant body, not very big. And I looked at his body and the muscles I could feel, see. And the first comment I said was, you're so beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> and he looked down at me like he couldn't believe I would say something like that. But it was, of course, it was mental. It was not speaking. But in my mind, I remember, I think I spoke out because that's what humans do. You're so beautiful. And the next thing, he looked at me in disbelief. And then, then I hear my head, we want to be on the surface. And what he said was, we want to be on the top dirt, the dirt on the, like he didn't know how to mm -hmm. tell me. We want to be on the surface with you. We want to be on the top dirt. And I thought to myself, oh, the top dirt? That means he's under the dirt? Why not? Maybe he's part of the tunnel network. Mm -hmm. Why yeah, not? Maybe. I yeah. think this is going to be a moment in history. And we're in history making with politics happening, UFOs happening. Um, it's just amazing time in our history. So, um, not to be that, a debunker, now, not to do the debunking thing or anything like that, but I know. The, 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 yes, the go ahead, Char. In response to the underground tunnels, the government has a lot of missile silos out there. And there's a network underneath where they can drive through these tunnels and stuff. good example of that is you go to San Francisco and you go across the bay into that, uh, into that area on the headlands. And there's tunnels all in there where the Coast Guard was going out of there. And during the war, they had, gun, gun, they had gun, you know, guns up there and stuff. So I can see there being tunnels like under these, these, these real rural ranches because we really don't know where, all our, where, where the missile silos are at this point. Um, other than they did check with the government and the government is not involved. <laughs> okay, no see, there you go. Okay. 
And the thing is, these are huge. We don't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. And we're talking each bubble. Once you see it, you'll understand. It was immense. Like each bubble was 60 feet across as a circular. And there was 15 of them in a row. It yeah, we may go to inside silos. Huh? Grand Canyon Caverns. Because with Grand Canyon Caverns, that's got food and all kinds of stuff in there. And it's for the government to go in there. In case there's in case there's a, a massive earthquake or, or or Armageddon comes, that's where the government's going to go is in the Grand Canyon <coughs> Caverns, and they've got the well, beds, everything's in there. And it's I mean, if you ever been in the main cavern, I mean, it's huge. Uh the Grand Canyon Caverns. Cavern. Okay, yeah. everybody, we need to look that up. I'm I'm not going to say no because I don't know everything. It's something to yeah. Google. as my husband say. Why don't you Google that? <laughs> I will. I will. Um, silos, yes, absolutely. Um, you know the uh, rumor under uh, Denver Airport there is, but they usually go down. They're not miles long. Yet I heard a rumor once that from uh, Washington D.C. to some other state, three states over, they've relocated important people in case of nuclear storm. I. I can't understand things like that. I know that they tried to break into this and they could not with the drills. And there's nothing that has government stamps on it that we can't penetrate. Right. Uh, so that would be the curious thing. Um, they really worked at trying to get in, drill into these things and they could not. Um, Travis knows, um, so I have an engineering background, I'm an artist. Uh, I'm not good at what makes molecules molecules. I would not know one co- componency of one versus the other. And there was at one point where they found some metal, not where they were digging, but little pieces here and there. And they investigated the metal. And Travis said, that's metal that we find on uh, rockets and spaceships that go into outer space. It's not something that would be on the ground. Those are metals that we don't do here. We would do that over there. And let alone the 1.6 communication frequency showed up every 1.6 is what they use for communication in outer space. Really? Why would it be there in the middle of gosh darn nowhere? (laughs) Nowhere. There's no missiles, uh, silos like you mentioned. There's no Mm -hmm. platform where they shoot up. Um, rockets, nothing around there yet. That's 1.6 gigahertz is is, and excuse me if I have that terminology wrong. Uh, wow, right? And um, like I said, it's it's so exciting. Maybe it's exciting to me because it takes me out of what I do into something more exciting, mm-hmm. um, more in, as interesting as it could be. The UFO discovery is happening, and. Um, I really commend these people that are, I'm looking at the pictures. I commend them for sticking it. I can't imagine while watching the shows and they're doing the rocket tests and the balloon. And then they had um, the drones, a hundred drones and the drones they sent up all in wonderful patterns started crashing. And the owners of the hundred drones, they come out, these young men are so smart. They have these pa- ways of entertaining the public with drones that have computer programs in them. And they set up, you know, and these are just uh, row after row of a hundred just to, um, to figure out the terrain. And they started crashing. They said, not supposed to happen. Never happened. And Travis says, oh, it never happened? Look at the 10 of them falling at once here. So the disruption of airspace, 
by something they can't see, they can't tell what it is, let alone the UFO activity that's come there, even to kill the cattle uh, mm -hmm. that were killed. Just, I'm, I, I can't imagine them working and being on the show and not screaming, yelling, wow, this is so exciting. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine. Um, the wormhole, um, <clears throat> that's outside of my information. I, I don't know enough to talk about it, though mm -hmm. I do feel like, one time I had a uh, spirit come to me. It was very early, 91, 92. And I did type it up and it's on paper of that era on a regular plunky machine. So I've got to keep it because who's going to believe I wrote it up. And he yeah. just said he was a traveler, his interpretation of what I, I would understand. And he he's the one that told me everything is musical notes. We travel on musical notes. And where we have our solar system, it's a bubble. And he can travel from one to another by vibration. And I, I thought to myself, oh, that's, that's weird. What made you want to stop here? And it, our musical notes are leaving the planet. We're, we're in constant flux, where a dead planet wouldn't have any notes, any music to it. I always thought that was odd. And so how do they find us? Well, he showed me traveling through the universe, like on a river, and now they call it the tree of life look. And they say, you know, if they back up and however they could take a picture of the whole cosmos. How does that happen? And it's almost like a tree branches. And those branches come to where the leaves on a tree would be. And we have a cluster of solar systems or universes, small, not universe, uh, like black hole with the stars going around. What's that called, Char? But anyway, so in some ways, I felt like that's how the traveler traveled. And I then I thought to myself, uh, he had never seen hands before. He didn't know mm -hmm. what fingers were. And so he stepped into me and I went, oh, this is strange. I don't like transfigurations. That's happened half a dozen times because I don't like being frozen. I said, what are you doing? He was looking at my fingers. It's like, really? Get out of here. And he was attracted because my musical notes look different than other people's. What does that mean? I don't know what it means, but music is everything. And I, I, I think that they travel of musical notes where it's void. So it's just circular. I don't know how that's created. Wormholes, I love it. Um, everything vibrates with filaments um, and they vibrate and create noise, musical notes. And that's what I was told. Okay, so what? Until it's proven, Nancy. Yeah, but I it kind of makes sense. What you're saying, though, because when I sense, if I'm at a haunted location, mm -hmm. when I sense a male or female ghost when I'm out there, yeah. I could tell mm -hmm. because I could feel it in my hands. There's a vibration in my hands, and I could tell whether it's a male or female because a male is a lot heavier. So I wonder if that's what he's referring to that he's feeling. If you say it works on vibration, so he's feeling your your vibration. Yeah, and you have a, you know, if my, if my dad would say you march to a, a different drummer, you know what I mean? So, you know, <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, but so, it, but it's more than that. Yes, I'm very, I'm a tomboy, but I'm feminine. I have an engineering mm -hmm. mind, but I do this. It just doesn't make any sense. So mm -hmm. for me to be able to be noticed, it could be what I do for a living. It could be that I have a different vibrational yeah, um, exactly. reach. I have a reach. I can go move myself about and um 
people have also often labeled me a remote viewer, like the time, and this is a good example because you're the one that brought it up and made me remember it. <clears throat> we were doing an investigation. I was home on my phone telling her what the building looked like as she was walking through it. I said, now go up right. the stairs. <clears throat> I'll never forget this. Go up the stairs, turn left, go down the hallway, turn left, and the first hallway to the right, take a right, go to the end, take a left in that door. To the left will be a rocking chair and no man sitting in it rocking. What happened, Char? Walked what the happened? chair. Sure enough, there was a chair there and it was rocking back and forth. <laughs> it was freaky. Freaky. And she said, call me, she said, you're freaky. <laughs> and she told people, <laughs> she can see the wallpaper. Well, that's freaky. Well, we're just different. Thank goodness we're all same, not the same. And I often tell people just um, relax and enjoy, reach uh, start practicing, take Char's classes. I had classes at one time. Well, I'll bring them up eventually because we all teach different stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just love it. Now, you have this investigation, Skinwalker Ranch, stirs in me something new. And I so enthralled because what's going to happen, we're going to be able to learn from these people if we allow them on our streets. If we allow right. them, what are they going to share with us? Well, you say, well, they, they captured and took people or... We don't know that. People say they're adopted and brought back. <clears throat> Travis Walton, um, I forgot where where it is that they came from. Um, Painton, uh, Arizona. I'm not sure. <clears throat> he was captured and beam of light brought him back up. And I think what happens, they actually killed him. And so he was being resuscitated. That was my gut feeling. So they accidentally killed him. And they brought him into the ship. And five days later, he recovered and they brought him back. So was he abducted and treated poorly? I can't answer that. Richard Bolin, on the one I saw today, Dr. Richard Bolin, he has met and talked to a lot of people. Abductees, he did a lot of um, regressions of people had abductions. And he says there's nice and good aliens. The ones that have bad experiences, they say, don't deal with them. I was going to say that. Yep, right. And he believes they're mostly 90%, 95% perfect people. Uh, people, like, but from somewhere else. And they just like our planet. And I think it's because of the cores they said it. Here we go with the space programs I watch on TV. That our planet's unusual. And it's because two planetary in the beginnings when the Earth was being formed with the filaments of whatever someone another rock collided with us and so the interior of our planet we have more minerals more gold everything because two heavenly bodies collided and the surface a lot of the surface dirt from both of ours made the moon and so that kind of makes sense is the moon hollow i hope so and i hope there's aliens all through it how about that um but our we have a different kind of a planet and uh i've heard that more than once uh ancient aliens talks about the Anunnaki coming here wanting gold. Why not? Why why not? Who says no? Who's going to argue with that? I don't care. <laughs> if I had a time machine to go back and look at how they made the the pyramids, absolutely. <clears throat> but I certainly enjoyed talking about the UFOs tonight. Shar, did anybody have anything in the in the room tonight? Other than that oh, one wants to work for you. Everybody's um, been listening. Everyone's been listening. You know, I was just thinking that when you were talking about Richard Boylan and while you were talking, I thought, well, yeah, there's there's a good group. It's like us here on, you know, here on the planet. There's good people, there's bad people, there's so-so people. And I think mm -hmm. it works that way with any society, whether it's alien or not. You're going to get the, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, right. I mean, you're not going to, I mean, 
Who knows? Is he people, here people. Or... Whether pink, yeah. blue, or purple, we're, we're all people. And, yeah. and people's a general term for living beings. Um, yeah. I call my cats little people. In fact, they've been bored because they're not playing with enough. And one little people with black fur is, is tormenting the other one. It's like, gee, many Christmas guys. Well, we could see them as aliens. Who said they aren't aliens? They're transplanted from somewhere else. They look alien to me. <laughs> they do fight. I've, I've loved talking about this. I, and it's so synchronous that we saw something. And I did report it. Everybody should, if you see something, get your camera out. Um, upload it when you do re do the report. Um, look up when you drive somewhere. I'm now somebody who drives and I look up. I take a long trip. I, I had to get my, uh, I have a big van and went to Red Bluff for um, a recall thing, uh, a break piece or something. And driving up to Red Bluff from Oroville, I was looking up. Did I see something? No, but I was looking up. And that is a joke. Like, we drive this way, but we don't ever just look up. Mm -hmm. I hope I, I hope somebody will hear that and go, oh, Nancy, I looked up and I saw something. Yeah, you got to be in right. Well, last yeah. night I was out with my telescope. And yes, yes. I, I have this attachment on my, for, for my cell phone that will attach to the, 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 uh, the, the main viewing lens on the telescope. Uh -huh. And so uh -huh. I got some uh -huh. really cool shots of the sturgeon moon but well, while i was watching i saw several things fly in front of, in front of the moon now could have been birds or something in the distance but the other ones i saw were kind of shiny that flew across the front now was it the satellite was it was it aliens or ufo i don't know it's because i do have a satellite tracker but i didn't have it out with me that night or last night but you never know you know when you're looking at the moon and all of a sudden something shoots across the front you, you start thinking hmm Right, right. That. Just like I'm under the belief, and this is how I feel, there's a lot of these alien hybrids. And I think that they're already here. I think they're among us. They're, they're living on our streets. Yeah. <laughs> they're our neighbors, and we just don't realize it. I, I, I'm at the same camp. By the way, I did want to mention, before we close today, um, I have a meetup group, and so does Char. And I did join a meet up for uh, UFO investigations. And the one I clicked into was one in Canada. Well, the time difference, and I'm never going to a meeting, but they do have guests on. So if you were to say, oh, MUFON, that's interesting. But you don't have to join MUFON. We could always join a meetup group for UFO investigations and reporting systems. And there's a lot going on. I think it's going to become very popular. Um, why not? Why not have something exciting and new? Jerry um, says she loves to uh, she loves to look up, especially at the moon. Absolutely, yes, yes. All kinds absolutely, of there. all kinds of stuff, stuff you won't recognize, stuff you will recognize, you know. But I mean, that's what's fun. And you guys, there's actually an app you can put on your cell phones where you can track satellites. Oh, what so is it, Charles? If you're, let me see if I can find it. If you're out and you see something. You can look it up right away to see if it's a satellite or not. Let me see what it's under. Well, I can always Google it. <laughs> it's called have... satellite tracker. It's real simple. It's called satellite tracker. Wait a minute, minute. Say it one more time. It's called satellite tracker. Okay. Satellite tracker, everybody. Is that and for iPhone? 
It's for iPhone and Android. Android. It's for both. But it'll tell you what set, what satellites are above you. It'll tell you the schedule that they're on. You can even go in there and see, mm -hmm. you know, and then set it up so that if there's a, if there's a satellite you want to see, like like the Elon Musk things fly over. Oh, yeah. It'll tell you when those are going over. They got a lot of reports of his when, oh, my God, there's 50 in Monroe. Well, that was... Um, Somehow, my husband found out that there was no satellite activity over house that two days there ago, three days ago. Yeah, he did. He got Google. <laughs> I don't now know what he looked up now at the moon. You're looking at the moon. Well, I'm looking at my satellite tracker with the moon. So oh, 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 okay. The, the, the moon is over there, like over the top of your head. So there's okay. a satellite there. And then, yeah, see, I can look and see by twirling this thing around. Where the satellites are. Why don't we let show us what the screen looks like, honey? We only see in the back. Let me see if I can do this. Okay, yeah. Let me, let me do it that way. Let me do the, the view. There we go. Hang on. Whoa, I just clicked out. Not ad free. Okay. So if I could do this to the camera, I don't know if you guys can see that. See yeah, we can see horizon? it. It just lets yeah, us see there. what's up there. Uh huh. Yeah. It gives you an idea what's up there. Yeah. So it's That's nice. Cool. It's yeah. very cool. So download that. Yeah. It'll even tell you ISS. See, the next thing for the ISS to fly over is NORAD says not visible for 24 hours. Oh, so not, vis not visible. Not visible. It won't be down to a point where you can see it from Earth for 24 hours. Well, the ISS station is getting bigger and bigger. We'll be able to see it much better as, yeah. as time goes on. I remember um, when Skylab crashed. Pardon me? I remember when Skylab fell out of the sky. And my mother and I stood out. My mother and I got out there at four in the morning in front of my house, oh my and we could gosh. actually see it on fire as it came through the atmosphere. <gasps> as it came over the top. Wow! I remember that. I'd rather see something not fall and burn, <laughs> but you are seeing. But it's cool, you know. It was it's cool. it's cool, yeah. It was cool. Yes, Marisa, satellite tracker. That's what it's called, satellite tracker. So it's cool. I've so, seen Elon Musk things. Pardon me? You know, that, you that, seen that multiple satellite thing he's got? Yeah. I've seen those go over and stuff. I gotta get back out to do stuff because we used to like my mother and I used to go lay in my backyard on on, on, on Saturday nights, you know, just lay back there and look up and see what was happening. Was oh, so you cut the trees back or the trees so I trees. Can... <laughs> back then we had trees and so now that would be nice because there's no trees. We well, have seem seemed like you have a lot of vegetation back there. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> That one tree gone, so that's it. That was the whole yard was that tree. So, yeah, so I'm gonna get back into it. Last night was kind of like uh, beginning for the telescope because I hadn't been out with it in a while. I wish I had my 10 inch, but I don't. But you know, I got the four inch, but oh, just still, it's, it's nice to be able to, to get out. And do Gary it. says there's a MUFON meeting in Rockland monthly, so that's for Northern California. Maurice uh, and I are gonna venture over there, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes. um. Rockland, well, there's probably some in your area, so you don't drive so far. But Me and Jerry and Marisa, we're going to check it out. That's what we're doing. The Rockland UFO MUFON? Yeah, I think mind, be, I don't mind. It's not that I haven't, I haven't seen this northern area here. I, I imagine there is something in Oroville. We have such you know, a big area. Get, like being up in, in Montague and being up in, uh, you know, where you used to live. When you live down in the city, only the brightest stars and stuff are going to stay, are going to come through. Right. So it's easier to, it's easier, like with my telescope, even to navigate to me. It's easier. I get up there and I'm lost and I'm just going, 
because I'm so overwhelmed. It's like being a, a big snow globe. What they call it, light contamination. There's nothing. Yeah. Um, I was on, um, you want to know where I live, everybody, uh, Black Mountain, comma, Hornbrook, California. And yep. Char was down the hill, Montague, M-O-N-T-A-G-U-E. And then yep. we just go a little further um, west, and then we, we would drive down into Wairica. So right. we we're I was 30 miles from the Oregon border and on a mountain, 3,000 elevation, very dark skies. So we saw a lot. Didn't know what it were. I mean, uh, Larry and I had a spot there. We could look at the stars at night. It was, it was very fun. Yeah, um, I loved it up there. Really beautiful it. area. Yeah, I liked your house there too. But in this and area, you could either you could either go up to the mountains or you could go to Davis because Davis doesn't have light pollution either. Um, don't know. Um, that's something you guys uh, on the way to Chico from Oroville to Chico. Now remember, everybody, this is Northern California, Oroville Dam, or O R O, Oroville Dam. So um, that's where we're talking. If you want to look it up on the map. So, anything else on this? You think of anybody in the com new comment, Jerry? And then there was uh, Mufon, M U F O N. Okay, you saw it good. Okay, yeah. Mufon, Mufon. Very hard. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've I've seen the word for decades. M U F O N. All right. Okay. Tomorrow, we're shifting gears. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking to Tuskegee Strangler. Who? <laughs> See who? This gentleman, um, um, Linda Lou Long, wrote this book. Linda Lou Long is an academic, was doing research on stuff, and she wrote this book about this, this gentleman called the Tuskegee Strangler. And this is one of these gentlemen kind of like... like, like um, the Deliberate Stranger, where he was one of these people that was so sweet in his life. People loved him. Great neighbor. You know, he moved to a lot of places. Great neighbor. But as it turns out, every place he moved, he killed people. Oh, and what was his name again? I don't know the guy's name. I can't know off the top of my head. But he was known. What? You can Google it. The Tuskegee Strangler. Tuskegee. Like the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's an interesting story because this gentleman was the nicest man you could ever meet. He was involved with his community. You know, and all this was going on. At the same time, he killed he killed multiple people. Oh, multiple God. people. So she got into doing this. And I talked to her on the phone the other day. I'm really excited to interview her because she, she is an academic. And uh, this is her first time you know, getting into writing a book. And she did research. And she spent 21 years visiting this guy in jail. Whoa. And getting to know him and interviewing him. Wow. She knows this guy. Yeah, she, she knows him. Seems like I know this story. Um, I've he heard it before. He was all over the newspapers at one time. Somehow. And, still, mm -hmm. and they still think there's murders that he did that they haven't linked him to yet. Mm. So that's tomorrow's show. And then Friday, you get Fridays with Nancy. So Nancy, Again. Thank you. thank you for coming on tonight. It was a lot you know, I thing. enjoy this a lot. Yeah. Um, just um, <clears throat> it's just really fun. Thank you, Char. And Friday night we're going to go back to um, synchronies, synchronicities, and coincidences, of which I don't believe they're <laughs> random chance. Oh, boy, this is very weird. 
What's that? Oh, good. Jerry's got us a MUFON address. Oh, Sierra College Boulevard. That's a lot closer for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it Roseville, though? Or is it Sacramento? Oh, no. Sierra College Roseville. Boulevard is a really long boulevard. But I know right. where she's talking about. Yeah. Off of. Yeah. Crosses Douglas. Mm hmm. Yeah. So we're going to go do that. I'm going to go join MUFON. What day, though, hon? Jerry? Is that the 12th? Yeah, yeah know, August twelfth. Yeah, I have a, a a baby in the family is turning five on that day. I'll be busy with kids at one thirty. Nothing cuter than a, next thing you know, Nancy, little, that little, Jerry and Maurice will be a MUFON. You watch. I listen. I'm. <laughs> I think it'd be a lot of fun. I would like to see if my husband somehow can find UFOs. He maybe cl clearly clicked into them. Why not me? Why not try? We need to go out look at the stars one night. I need to hey, see if we can mother, pull them in. My mother, seventy-five years old, was going through a field when they had. It turned out to be fake, but Who? when they had the um, when they claimed that you that the, what, the, the crop circles, they had crop circles up in Vallejo. <gasps> yeah. Or Vacaville. My mother was out there trudging at seventy-five years old, investigating the crop circles. She was old. Your mother was good for yeah. her. I love it. And then, then I happened to see a couple boards off to the side, and I said, Mom, I think this is fake. You know, we got home, and within a couple of days, oh, no. they said it was fake. But yeah, but she was out there trudging, trudging around looking for the crop circles. Well, I find it really interesting um, that the two men that claimed they had been faking all these, well, they died, and it continued. <laughs> yeah. Let me think that one through, everybody. And I think it would be fun to go to a real crop circle to see what it feels like. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that talk about the crop circles and how the corn husks are actually just bent sideways, and they say cool. that it creates a better corn. It probably they, does. Uh, yeah, somehow the corn husk is bigger, riper, faster, and uh, just better. I I find that fascinating. Okay, meetings are second Saturday every month. Okay, we can do that. That's uh, on the Sierra College Boulevard one. Yeah, yeah. We could do lunch, Nancy, and just go to Buffon. I, I, let's do that. Okay. Oh, sure, that'd be that. fun. Yeah, yeah that'd that. be fun. I'll drive down do in that. my big van. <laughs> Orville's not real close. <laughs> but that's me, country living. I love it. Um, I thank too. you, everybody, for showing up. It's been fun. I find it very synchronicitous. Let me tell you, right? Don't believe in that. That she would ask me to be on when we just had the experience. Yeah. And I watched Dr. Boylan today, and it's just amazing. I'm very excited. I'm not afraid at all. Can you imagine how our lives will be improved and how exciting to think about? And, of course, you could always turn it over and say, what about the religious groups uh, and the, on the planet, countries that are fighting other countries for religious um, theology? And yet there's people from other planets here. What religion do they fight for? Um, I want to talk to one of them. Like, okay. I just want to live long enough to see this so they can like fix my heart. That would be nice. Why? Well, we all have issues, sweetie. Want, you know? <laughs> well, why don't you, you know, um, I've seen a few shows where they've been taken up. And if you ask them, they'll fix you. So start saying outdoors, sitting out loud. Okay, everybody. Okay, guys. 
All right, guys, we are calling tonight, and uh, I'll give you Nancy's contact information, all that good stuff. And like Nancy says, if, if you're interested in, in honing your abilities for psychic abilities or whatever you need, come on over to California Haunts Meetup, and I'll help you out with that. My classes are very thorough, and I think you guys will like them. Also, to the person that was in there, uh, well, ask me about the Discord. Where'd you go? Oh, there you are. Uh, yeah, my, the, if you want to join the California Haunts Discord, it is California Haunts Ghostly Groupies over on Discord. So come on over there and check it out. I, I do have your name for the Discord as well. So, okay. All right, time to shut up because I'm hungry. And this was fun. This was very fun. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific for the Tuskegee Strangler. So here's Nancy's oh, information, ooh, and away we ooh. go. Good night, everybody. Websites, nancymats.com, nancymatsauthor.com, with the N, M, and A capitalized. YouTube.com, forward slash nancymatspsychic. Help, get me out of this funk. Nancy Mats. Two worlds, developing your psychic skills. Nancy Mats. The Unwilling Sacrifice, Nancy Mass. <laughs> and of course, you can get those at Amazon. And I forgot, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're looking to spread the word out. Give us the thumbs up. Give us the comments. Join up. Uh, hell, subscribe. <laughs> follow. Do whatever. Just get us up in the FYP, guys. Just keep spreading the word. Keep spreading the word. And okay. I will see you again. I will see you. Oh, there's another message. Hang on. I love messages. We just love messages. There we go. All right, Jerry. Thank you. So I will see again. I will see you tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Have a great evening, everybody. Good night.